Hello, welcome. My name is Chance, and you are listening to A Chance to Strive. A quick little overview of my podcast, since it's the very first time I'm actually recording. The one thing I do got to say is, I think my podcast has just became a way for me to reach out to people on just a larger platform. And I just want to use this platform on my for my podcast pretty much just as a way to kind of like be a distraction to people, find a way to give them something to be happy for, something to look forward to. In other words, any way that I'm able to help somebody deal with what they're dealing with, whether I have to be that distraction, whether I have to give advice, it's pretty much the only thing I've always cared for. I've always been there for people when I was growing up. So the fact that I have a way to actually do that now, and it's not a just a one-on-one thing, honestly, is probably one of the things that I'm most grateful for. And I've never actually cared much for actually being a social media influencer. But I think the thing that's made it so attractive is like, people actually listen to you like people come on a certain app every single day hoping to see your face hoping to hear what you have to say the idea that what i have to say became that intriguing to people you made it worth it i don't want to leave this because i understand the impact that it actually helps me have on people and now we're going to switch over to me pretty much just giving an introduction to me as a whole i know certain people might already know who i am from like other platforms but I'm not that cocky where I feel like the whole entire world knows me. Uh, so pretty much my name is Chance and no, that is not my government. And I'm also not going to drop my government. But the thing is, it's not even a nickname that I picked. So this was actually my nickname ever since I was literally born. It was kind of like a childhood nickname. But <laughs> my uncle who was the one that was supposed to actually give me my actual name. Came up with something that no one actually has so that made it pretty interesting but yeah so i ended up getting chances my nickname um the reason why chances ended up being my nickname was um when it was time for me to actually born which was december 31st that night um my mom went to the hospital in the hospital and ended up telling her hey <laughs> funny story well it wasn't really that funny at all but you know you gotta use humor to kind of go get over these things but they pretty much told me that well, they told my mother I didn't hear anything. <laughs> they told my mother, um, you are going to have to make a decision. It's either your son or it's going to be you. Not that I got dark a little bit. I promise I'll pick it up. But yeah, they pretty much told my mother, like, with the way the operation was looking, it didn't look like they could actually get the both of us to make it out safely. And this is during her contractions and everything like that. And my mother's a very religious person. And she also has three other kids during that time. I was the fourth one. So I don't think she would have wanted to even prioritize herself over me, which is the reason why I love that lady so damn much. But yeah, so we ended up going to a second hospital and the second hospital told us the exact same thing. Mm. It's looking, it's not looking that great. And she ended up going to a third hospital and I can't even begin to imagine the level of stress that you're probably going through. Like this is supposed to be one of the best days of your life. She got to live that day three times already, but I think I was the best option in my opinion. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm her favorite. My brother Marcus might come in second. But yeah, by the third hospital, they ended up figuring everything else out. And now that I'm here, I'm 21 years old, which is actually insane. But yeah, that's also happens to be why three is my favorite number. But yeah, I really love my mother. Like she was willing to sacrifice herself before she even got to actually know me and stuff like that, which is actually insane. 
Um, but yeah, so um, to continue like talking about me and like, I just felt like I had to give you guys like a little story of my name because everybody always asks about it. But currently, I go to Bentley University. Um, I currently am a third year. I'm a junior. Um, I am a management major with a concentration in entrepreneurship. It is really not that deep. My school just finds a way to make every major just sound so fancy. Like before I switched over to management, my major was corporate finance accounting. It doesn't matter what major you pick. People are going to think you're doing great things at my school, which I love about it. But yeah, um, I currently attend there on a full tuition scholarship. So in other words, I'm not paying us $76,000 out of pocket that we have to give them every single year. I don't even understand why the school is that expensive, but it's a private university. So I guess that makes sense. And it's well worth the money. I'll definitely say it. I'm not going to bad talk my school. But yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I do have three other siblings. Um, I'm the youngest out of four. Um, I have two older brothers and an older sister. I love every single one of them very much. Um, okay, so now we're actually going to switch over. I pretty much gave you guys the intro to me and then the intro to my show and stuff like that. And I actually had you, the one of the favorite things I actually like doing when I actually um had um, my platform like on TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. I actually just love interacting with you guys. Um, and this is going to be like a little different because yeah, I don't have you guys right in front of me to talk about, but I'll definitely read comments wherever this is posted. But yeah, um, so people ask me what was like my top three shows like in general. And I think for me, my list changes every single time because half the time I don't remember a lot of the shows that I've watched. And even the ones that I really enjoyed, the only ones I really remember is like the ones I'll go back and I'll watch like little clips from because I actually just enjoy it that much. Um, but I think one of the very first one with that would definitely be Ben 10. When I tell you I was in love with Ben 10, like the little thing in his hand where he presses it to become a super, like an alien and stuff, I had the Omnitrix. Like I owned the Omnitrix and I was just deep into it. That was my thing. Um, I think second, actually, I'm going to put Tom and Jerry as the number one show. Ben 10 is going to be second. Tom and Jerry is going to be my favorite one. I feel like if anybody who grew up one way or another, you had to watch Tom and Jerry. Even if you didn't like it that much, even if all you watched was like a few episodes, one way or another, you definitely had a little bit of that. But yeah, I really loved it. And I think at number three, I'm definitely going to pick Teen Wolf. I don't know why, but I was in love with that show. Like when I say in love, I loved every second of it. I think it came out in 2011. And I moved to the United States when I was only 10. So in other words, my English was the only word I knew how to say when I first moved here. I'm not even lying. was milk. And I don't think I even remember what I meant when I actually got here. I just remembered I learned an English word in Haiti and they just told me it was milk. And I was like, ah, sounds great. But yeah, Teen Wolf was just a show that I really liked. Anything supernatural, anything like that, like that was, that was my, that was my thing. And everybody knows I love watching anime. So if I didn't give a top three for the anime thing, I know y'all would have been mad at me. For anime top three, I think Naruto is definitely going to be one of them because that's just like, that's just so iconic. Like, how do you not put that in your top three, your top five? Even if you think, oh, it's just so mainstream. Doesn't matter. It's mainstream for a reason, bro. And in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, I think that was probably like, it was so ahead of its time. It came out so long ago, but if, even if you watch it now, you wouldn't say the graphics are bad or anything like that. It was actually pretty dope. Um, Blue Exorcist was the very first anime I watched, so no matter when I make my list, I feel like I always have to add on to it. Like, I was like my junior year summer when I was taking classes at NYU. Somebody put me onto that, and I was like, yeah, anime just might be my thing. And I'm not going to lie, I was that person that used to talk bad about people who watch anime. And now I pretty much only watch anime, so that's, that's, that's going great for me. And... 
Attack on Titan would definitely be in there if I, if I was going to like a top five. And the top three movies I've always watched, I cannot come, come up with top three, but the top two that I've watched over and over and over again was Let It Shine. I know every single song on that. If we watch the movie, whoever I'm watching the movie with has to accept the fact that anytime a song comes on, I'm going to talk. I'm going to sing along. Like, not that great of a singer, but shower tells me otherwise and another one that i used to watch a lot was the blind side i don't know why it was actually based on a real story it was pretty much like this football player that was pretty much homeless had a terrible family and this white family kind of picked him up and they took care of him let him stay with him and they pretty much became his parents and that was like the very first time he even had a bed which was insane in that movie and i was like i think i might have shed a few tears i'm not gonna lie but yeah that was probably like one of my favorite movies of all time let it shine and blindside i will watch those movies over and over again no matter who it is that i'm watching it with as long as you don't talk too much like i don't care if i know the movie i actually want to sit there and enjoy it a lot of people talk a lot during movies i don't know why like it actually gets really annoying i'm not watching something with somebody if you're gonna talk the whole entire time and I hate when people ask you questions as you're sitting there watching the exact same thing with them that you've never even watched before. If I knew I wouldn't have came here, I wouldn't have rewatched the movie. Like, and even if I did, at least let me enjoy it a little bit. I'm not trying to spoil it for you. And now we're actually going to get into things that are a little bit deep. That was kind of like, you know, like, you know, getting me into, getting me in the vibe of it. And, um... One of the questions that people ask, which I think is actually a phenomenal question, because I feel like a lot of people still don't know the answer to this, or at least it's something a lot of people have thought about in general. And that question is, why do we pick the wrong people, but not the good ones? (laughs) And I feel like that's a little packed and there is a lot that goes into it. But I think for me, like I, I am that person where I've actually found myself asking myself this exact same question going through constant heartbreaks, constant disappointments, you feel me? And it's like that anger that builds inside you when you know you invested so much into somebody just for them not to be the right person. Like, I, do you understand how annoying it is getting to know somebody over and over again because the last situation you were in did not work out? I don't want to have to keep some, telling people my favorite color. It's blue. I don't wear it a lot, but it's not my favorite color. I, what's the color I like wearing the most? Black. But the idea that I have to do this process every single time over and over again, every time something doesn't work out, it's not that fun. So yeah, at one point I ended up finding, asking myself like, yo, why does it seem like I always pick the wrong people? But I ended up figuring, I didn't end up figuring out exactly what it was, but I think for me, which is the exact same thing that applies to a lot of people, was this idea that it's not even other people's fault that we picked the wrong person. Because realistically, you get to see that person. Even if you didn't notice who they truly were in the beginning, eventually down the line, you started seeing the red flags and you just chose to ignore it. The thing for me is I put a lot of faith in people's potential. I'll see the red flags. I'll see what the person is doing wrong. But then I'll sit there and I'll tell myself, no, that's that's not true. Like I'll ignore it. I'll start I'll start putting the pieces together and then I'll dis- disrupt my thought process. I'll be like, nah, this is not it. This is not it. This is not it. This can't be it. This person's an amazing person. And I realize because I'm so invested into somebody, I ignore everything that I'm supposed to pay attention to just because I don't want that to be the reality of it. Like it's just a reality I don't want to accept. And I've found this out about myself and I know a lot of people are the exact same way. I am in love <laughs> with fixing people. 
do I necessarily understand why? Yeah, kind of. I think this idea when you're pretty much trying to, not that anybody needs fixing, but when you see someone has so much potential, in a way, when you start being, when you start investing yourself into them, you want them to invest a lot into them. And even if they're not investing a lot into you, you choose to do it to them just because you understand, like, this is a necessity. But the bad part is not a lot of people like you. They're not going to have the same thought process as you. So it's just going to be up to you to kind of, like, figure that out pretty much. But, yeah, like, I've always been in love with fi- fixing people. Um, My friends used to say this line to me a lot. Stop trying to be Captain save a and then what santa claus says ho 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 yeah but yeah so i just was always that person where if i was with someone and i realized that hey she's not the greatest at processing her emotions i would try to be there and help her process her emotions and i had to realize the fact that by pretty much trying to fix somebody realistically what i was trying to do was i was trying to teach that person how to love themselves and that's not something you can do for someone to start loving themselves, they can't do it through, through your, your lens of how you see them. Because no matter how much you try to persuade somebody, hey, you're amazing, you're amazing. If they don't see it, nothing you do will ever amount to an actual change. That person has to do it for themselves. And that also goes for like somebody actually falling in love with you. The idea that you're trying to convince someone to fall in love with you, you're trying to convince them to change for you, it's not going to happen. If it has to do with them they have to do it yes you can try to show them the way but at the end of the day you can't hold somebody's hand and try to do that whole entire process with them eventually they have to figure it out if you're able to look in the mirror and you say you you love yourself i know one of the reasons for that was one of the reasons for that was because you actually went through the hardships that it took to love yourself you had to accept those parts of you that you didn't even want to you didn't even want to admit at a certain point but then at a certain point, you was like, hey, I got to start being real with myself. And I think that person just has to be able to do that for them. But, yeah, I think the reason why we choose a lot of people a lot of the times is really as simple as we love fixing people. Because it gives you a level of importance when somebody looks at you and they say, you're my everything. There's a certain like you feel so important and who doesn't want to feel so important? And at times it can even be almost selfish because I know a lot of people that only stick around because of what they mean to that person and not what that person actually means to them. But I think as all you have to really understand, like in terms of advice on this exact question itself, stop trying to fix people. You had to fix you. You had to fix yourself. You had to start loving yourself. You're supposed to find someone that's capable of being on that same page as you or at least someone who's willing to dedicate time to themselves to actually get on that. You can't help them. Just understand that. Um, we'll move on to the next question. And another question somebody asked me was, when do you know that you're ready for a relationship? And the one thing I'm going to just say, starting off, because a lot of people choose to ignore this, you don't need to be in a relationship. You don't need a relationship. This idea that you need another half, in my opinion, is just ridiculous. Like, yeah, I get the whole analogy. Like, even that analogy itself, this idea that you need to find your other half doesn't make sense to me. The the moment you know you're not necessarily the only thing that matters, but I think one of the most important things when it comes to knowing whether you're ready to start investing into a relationship, investing into another human being, is... Are you ready? Like, do you love yourself enough? Are you whole? To, before you actually go and be with someone, 
you need to know that you don't need somebody. Because I feel like that's the reason why a lot of people are attached. You'll hop into a relationship and then you start noticing that, oh, shoot. When things start working out, you realize it affects your whole, in de- your whole entire day. It affects you on every single level. And the reason why that happens is because you, you didn't love yourself as much as you thought you did. So you start, you start thinking, like, hey, the only thing that makes me worth loving, well, the only thing that, makes, that, um, that I pretty much find my worth from is pretty much the love that person gives me. And when they're no longer ready to give it to you, <laughs> you pretty much start thinking you're not worth much because you weren't worth their love. You're not worth love from anybody else. And the one thing a lot of people have to realize is you will never be worth it for the, right, for the wrong person. It doesn't matter how, how hard you try. Love isn't this thing that just works every time. But I think that's the reason why it's so rewarding because finding true love is so rare. Nothing that's worth it will ever come easy. Nothing that's worth, and nothing that's worth it will leave, you easy, will leave at, the, at the end of the day neither. But I think at the end of the day, <laughs> you really just need to love yourself. You have to accept, your, you have to be able to accept who you are. And by accepting who you are, I'm not saying be complacent, but it's more about this idea of I know where I'm at currently and I accept every part of me, but I know this is who I'm supposed to be. So I'm going to work my butt off to get there. And once you're in a position where you feel like you're comfortable, not complacent, but comfortable with who you are, comfortable with your self-worth, I think that's when you say, hey, if somebody were to come around, I would be in a situation where I am ready to invest into whatever it is that we're supposed to be building. But I think the biggest part is just make sure you love yourself because if you go into a relationship, not loving yourself, you get attached to that person and then they leave, it leaves you broken because one of the biggest parts of your life was the love you were receiving from them. And it should never be like that. Does your partner, is your partner supposed to be like one of the biggest parts of your life? I don't know if you're supposed to say supposed to be, but realistically, it's not. At the end of the day, if you're with someone who truly loves you, they don't want to be your number one priority. They want you to be your number one priority, and you should want them to be their number one priority. Because to them, because they love you so much, the, the thing that makes them the happiest is seeing you thrive, seeing you elevate to a new level, because it's like, hey, the person I'm really in love with is actually doing a great job, and... I don't want to get in the way of that. I just want to support them and continue doing what they're doing. But yeah, you don't need to be in a relationship. Stop looking for someone to give you what it is that you're missing. They can't fulfill that for you. You got to be ready to fulfill that for yourself. And another question that I ended up getting was, um, someone asked me for advice to people wanting to find their way to success. (laughs) I'm still even learning a lot about that. But I think the thing for me is you can't just expect it to happen. And I realized that was such a childish way of me to think this idea that you're only going to have a productive day when you wake up feeling great and when you are up to it. But I think this whole idea of succeeding and grinding to get to where you want to be is literally that you just have to be willing to put in the work. Whether it's a bad day, whether it's a great day, it doesn't matter. This idea that you're going to invest everything you could possibly invest into yourself is probably how you figure out what it's meant for you. 
what you're supposed to find, what you're supposed to succeed in. A good amount of our questions ended up being about relationships. So before we actually end up um, closing off my very first episode, and I'm just going to say this right now. I know I probably acted as normal as I possibly could, and I made it look like one of my Instagram lives, but you don't understand how excited I've actually been to actually just have my own podcast. This idea that I just have somewhere where my voice just is the most important thing. That makes me feel kind of special. I'm not going to lie. It makes you feel a little special. But yeah, this is kind of like a childhood dream come true. I've always wanted to be part of a podcast, make something happen, and I'm actually finally making it happen, which means so much more to me. I think this is probably like one of the best things that's happened to me in my whole entire life. And the reason why I say that is because I think as kids, a lot of the times you have a lot of these dreams, right? And then as you start becoming more aware of the fact that, yo, this is a cold world. Like it's not as easy as we think when you had no responsibilities, you have to worry about your future. You know, you start letting go of a lot of those dreams. You start realizing that they're unrealistic. And this was one of those dreams that I thought was unrealistic. And then the opportunity presented itself and I just pretty much told myself, I'm going to make the impossible happen. Like I, I was born in Haiti until I was 10. This is not something I ever thought that I would have been able to accomplish. But yeah, it's it's actually great. I actually love this. But yeah, like I said, um, the last piece of advice that I'm going to give since a lot of this was relationships and I'm pretty much going to connect the two questions to give advice on them was pretty much um, you can't love somebody if you're broken. You can't love somebody if you're not whole. Your relationship is just not going to work out or it's going to be one of those things that you're dragging along because eventually in a relationship, you're going to realize that something is missing. And if that what's missing and if that missing piece is you loving yourself, it's not something you can reach out to your partner for. It's not something you can reach out to anybody for. Like, yes, certain people, can, they can they can give you advice. They can let you vent, you know, but. You really just have to be able to figure that part out. Eventually, you'll be drained because you realize you're investing so much into somebody and you're not able to invest that same amount of, you're not able to put that same amount of effort into you. So until you know that you're ready to be with someone, I get it. Social media makes relationships look really cute. The pictures you get to post, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. I be punching the air sometimes when I'm like, hey, I'm single. And you got somebody in your feed just making out, you know, just doing things you want, like taking trips and all that. I'm like, and the holidays are the worst ones. The cute couple pictures. I, see, I stay away from social media when that happens because then I'm like, huh, I'm single. I almost forgot about that. That's crazy. But yeah, do not do not invest in a relationship until you're fully content with the person that you are and until you recognize your worth. Because when you hop in a relationship not knowing your worth, People take advantage of you and you allow it because you don't know what it is that you deserve since you have no idea of your, your self-worth. But yeah, just make sure you're ready to actually invest into somebody before you actually start looking for it. You don't need a relationship. Trust me, you're more than enough. It took me a while to realize that and I know it takes a lot of people to get into that as well, but you're going to figure it out. Well, this was my very first episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you guys made it to the intro understand this like i'm gonna say very slowly i love you i don't even care what it is that you are i don't care if i don't know your name just the idea that you're supporting me like this means the whole entire world to me but yeah like and subscribe stay tuned and the episodes will keep coming
a chance to shot. Mm-hmm.